this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. Today we podcast the abridged version of the Broader Look story titled Foreign Funds for Farms, Fish Ponds, Fan Faith, Philippines Can Pull Through from Pandemic. The story was written by Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emanuel Arcalas and Business Mirror regular contributor Jeremiah Opiniano. It was published on January 28, 2021. For the full text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Broader Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper every Thursday. Let's get on with the story. Some Filipinos have been found with a blood type of H, hero. Two groups of Filipinos are unaware they have it running in their veins, but with hard work and a shared love for their families and the motherland, that blood type enables them to carry the economy now clambering from a rut. The first group wires money from over 200 countries and territories as migrant workers, permanent residents, naturalized citizens, and many more. They have been hailed heroic by a former Philippine president. Decades after, and with more than $400 billion of cash sent home over a 45-year period, these Filipinos push commerce, lift consumer spending, and attract investment amid a recession. But the second group of heroes, the agricultural workers, surprised mainstream development analysts. The agricultural sector became the Philippines' saving grace during a pandemic. Agriculture and international migration are strange bedfellows for economic growth in previous decades. The former is associated with rural poverty, one of the causes for overseas employment. The latter forms the foundation of food security, one of the motivations for raising cash through work overseas. Migrant workers experience some affluence one of the factors that lure the younger generation away from seasonally earning farming and fishing. Overseas Filipinos and overseas Filipino workers want business ventures leading to immediate, more gainful profits like their overseas earnings. But with an infectious disease stalling growth in the services and manufacturing sectors, agriculture became a bright spot of Philippine growth last year. The government remains steadfast that the agriculture sector was resilient last year despite a full-year 1.2% contraction in production due to supply disruptions caused by the African swine fever, the Taal volcano eruption, and the typhoons. Policymakers now want overseas Filipinos and the more than 400,000 repatriated last year to band with agriculture and harvest gainful incomes in aid of the green buck. The pressures of reintegrating repatriated migrant workers pushed the government to provide entrepreneurial opportunities in the agricultural sector. Rural areas house these farm and fishing harvests. Some economists think mobility restrictions may have turned into a blessing for agricultural entrepreneurs to color their internal markets and provide them with farm products. 
in lands of green fertilized by monetary harvests from across seas, agriculture and overseas remittances may provide a new normal for making Filipinos' international migration work for rural development. Philippine agriculture may find migration a shot in the arm, but only if farming and fishing families use foreign remittances to buy inputs, farming technologies, and fisheries equipment. Thus, economist Alvin Ang of the Ateneo de Manila University believes localized farm ventures within the rural origins of Filipinos abroad may reap dividends for them during this pandemic. Localized farm ventures may not require much capital and logistical expenses. These ventures will solve local food requirements and contribute to local food security, Alvin Ang said. Ang explained this is because neighbors and town meets become the instant target markets. While restrictions have eased, previous lockdowns choked rural to urban agricultural value chains. Ang said if local farming ventures want to dare expand markets to COVID-stricken cities, for example, let excess produce from local production handle them. This localized approach may help would-be OFW and non-OFW farm entrepreneurs to color rural to hometown markets, Ang said. He added that when there is excess produce from local production, then farmers can sell outside. Efforts to link dollar remittances with agriculture suddenly became a major policy effort last year. In May 2020, Agriculture Secretary William Dar pronounced that the government would be offering interest-free loans to overseas Filipinos who would invest in the farm sector. Filipinos abroad are the new breed of agripreneurs who will help revive and reboot the countryside, Dar said. Dar added that now is the time to tap the overseas Filipino sector as they start to reintegrate themselves back to their respective homes, communities, and provinces. Agriculture Secretary Dar directed the Agricultural Credit Policy Council, or ACPC, the rural finance arm of the Department of Agriculture, to offer agricultural credit facilities for repatriated overseas Filipinos. ACPC Communications Head Emmaline Ginto prodded OFWs to avail of three loan facilities, the expanded SURE Aid and Recovery or SURE for COVID-19 project, the Capital Access for Young Agripreneurs or CAIA loan program, and the Agri-Negocio or ANYO loan program. The ACPC acts as the wholesaler while partnered rural banks, government financial institutions or GFIs, non-GFIs, and cooperatives retail these loans at affordable interest rates. ACPC Operations Division Credit Programs Chief Alan Dukusin talks to Jasper Arcalas about the programs like the ANYO. We have the mainstream program we call the agri-negotio program mm -hmm. uh, this is a program for small farmers and uh, micro and small enterprises medium enterprise we only cater to individuals uh, micro and small enterprises uh, for their working capital requirements whether in production jan that's why under that program no una nga jasper anyway uh, since we don't have a program specifically designed mm. for other sectors, 
we developed a special window. So this uh, ANYO-OFW is a special credit window for OFWs na create yung, yung ACPC na uh, para sa kanila. The, the uh, regular ANYO is you're talking about. Uh, when we designed, we designed that to be specific on OFWs, uh, na-reduce na yan into a maximum of 300 per borrower. 300,000, sir? Uh, and then no, there's no minimum or there is, is there a minimum, sir? Um, the partner lending conduits decide kasi syempre yung scale would be very important. Hindi naman sila pwede magpahiram siguro ng 5,000 or 2,000 lang because that's very <laughs> micro. But we did not set that. Uh, mm. we, we just allowed them to make their own policy on me. Meanwhile, the ACPC explained that the SURE project provides working capital loans for agri-fishery, micro-scale and small-scale enterprises or MSEs to continue operations and endure the availability of food supply amid the enhanced community quarantine measures implemented last March to May and to this day under general community quarantine. The SURE project also provides emergency assistance for individual small farmers and fishermen whose incomes were affected by the enhanced community quarantine. MSEs can borrow up to 10 million pesos with a repayment period of up to 5 years under the SURE project. Households of individual small farmers and fishermen for their part can get SURE's non-collateralized loans of up to 25,000 pesos payable up to 10 years. The ACPC said the Kaya Loan Program aims to provide working capital to 18-year-old to 30-year-old agri-entrepreneurs running farming and fishery ventures. With no collateral needed, borrowers can borrow up to 500,000 pesos from Kaya, also payable in 5 years. Dukusin told the Business Mirror that this is the first time they are engaging OFWs in the agriculture sector. Uh, you see, we are Department of Agriculture, and the OFWs are under the OWA. Mm. are not our sector in the first place, so uh, clearly this is an accommodation lang. Mm -hmm. But since they have committed to take part in the uh, agriculture and fishery sector as uh, enterprises, uh, the Secretary willingly instructed us to create or develop a program for them. So. Ano eh, uh, this, actually, this is the first time that we are doing this, uh, uh, engaging OFWs in the agricultural sector. Uh, we have kasi a very strict implementation on who to provide this assistance, no? uh, purely uh, for small farmers and fisher folk. Nakalagay din yan sa batas that uh, even in, in most of uh, the documents that we have, our mandate uh, points to the small agri uh, smart farmers and fisher folk. Kaya lang sila maging eligible is they will be included no, in the what we call the registry system for basic sector in agriculture, mm -hmm. which is an electronic database of small farmers and fishers. So that makes them legally eligible borrowers mm -hmm. under the program. Otherwise, being OFWs, uh, being OFWs uh, rather does not make them eligible. What makes them eligible 
basically is the registration in the RSPSA. Yes, the cousin said ANYO is concessionary. It is backed by the allocations in the General Appropriations Act. The funds are downloaded to ACPC's partner financial lending conduits, which include rural banks, non-GFIs, and cooperatives, among others. Uh, this is a very concessionary program. We don't charge, or at least our conduits do not charge interest rate but uh, only for a minimal fee of 3.5% uh, to cover administrative costs. Mm -hmm. Other than those, uh, no, no income should be derived from, from these lending operations. But for other fees like taxes and notarial fees, they are allowed to because it's a BIR or the government. Oh. Mm -hmm. So there's no interest rate. So, and then the 3.5% you mentioned is a one-time payment to cover the administrative fees. Yes, it's just a one-time fee. Mm -hmm. For these uh, particular programs, uh, majority of our uh, budget, yung capital outlays or loan outlays, are sourced from the General Appropriations Act, so congressional approval. It goes through the process of uh, budget. Uh, budget, mm -hmm. no? Uh, Yes, so mm. once we get approval, like this year, we, or we have 2.7 billion, 2.715 to be exact. Uh, this went through a uh, review, a scrutiny of uh, the lower and upper house. Mm. Now, once we get that, there's no special provision on Jasper, mm -hmm. all of our budget. So this, uh, as usual, every year we have this provision. To whom do we transfer this as ma? Mm. To whom do we lend? So this year, a special provision niya, uh, is somehow similar to other provisions. Meron lang dinagdag or meaning thing like we, we, will, we can partner with cooperatives. Cooperatives mm -hmm. can also be what we call a lending conduit. Mm -hmm. Among others, my GFI, so government. Yes, sir. Rural banks. Rural banks, we have thrift mm -hmm. banks and all other banks. Uh, who are interested. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, non-government uh, financial institutions, uh, people's organizations. Ang bago ngayon, Jasper, yung ano, uh, agri-efficiency related companies. Mm -hmm. Like for example, sir? This is a new uh, addition to the special provision. Pwede, pwede siguro yung isang uh, privately owned company uh, lending to the small farmers and fishery sector. Yan pwede mm -hmm. sila. Agronomica, mm -hmm. for example, is mm -hmm. one another example of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are currently designing, no? uh, defining it. Kasi napakalawak niyan. And we will be very careful who to engage. Kasi mga private uh, entities ito. We will mm -hmm. make sure that uh, they will be capable of lending. So, Ibig sabihin niya, dapat may sistema, may experience, may track record na sa pagpapautang. And ang tinutulungan talaga magsasaka. Hindi siya yung outside of our sector. Uh, consistent naman kami doon, Jasper. Repatriated overseas Filipino workers seeking to avail of ACPC's loan programs are directed to an online sign-up portal in order to be facilitated by the ACPC staff. No, uh, what... Ang policy namin, since uh, they are already partners of ACPC, mm -hmm. once there is demand in their area, mm -hmm. 
legally they are they have the basis already to lend we have the guidelines we have all the enabling instruments allocations na lang ang pagtatalo pag usapan kung meron bang demand then they will be requesting from us some allocations besides itong scheme natin Jasper is a very uh, supervised uh, scheme meaning the ACBC does a lot of uh, facilitation work Mm-hmm. Uh, starting from sign up because we have a, a portal now we call the ACPC portal where all of interested or the interested OFWs or magi inquire lang will go to that mm-hmm. portal and sign up and then uh, undergo briefing of the program. We have required everybody to undergo the program. We make them understand what the program is all about. Ma-rationalize din sa kanila why we are serving them mm-hmm. despite that they are not part of our sector. So, mahalaga yun. So, yun. After that, the ACPC maintains their names, the database. Since OFWs have different skill sets, di ba? They are working abroad. Hindi naman sila talaga magsasaka. Mm-hmm. We make sure that they are capable, uh, they are uh, capacitated in terms of basic knowledge and skills. So, may, may mentoring kami ginagawa. Even the preparation of the business plans, we we have a unit taking care of that. So, marami kami inaayos dito. So, sometimes, this uh, is the main reason why it's taking some time for them to get the loan. Kasi ayaw naman namin magkamali sila, mabaon lang sila sa utang. Hindi nila adlang yun. Okay, sir. So, yun. Uh, mm. That's, that's uh, how we do it. Hanggang makatawid siya doon sa process na yan, we refer them to our partner lending conduit evaluation na. According to Dukusin, ACPC's partner financial institution takes much of the process and responsibilities in approving the loan. Uh, pero kasi yung, yung ano, Jasper, yung, yung uh, character investigation and background investigation is not part of ACPC's uh, function. Yung mga conduits natin kasi sila financial eh. So what, whoever we refer to them is not a guarantee that they can now get bail. Kasi malay mo may mga, alam mo, adverse findings sila. May mga bad May referred na pala sa banko na yun sila. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we allow the conduit when they're the only authorized approving authority. Mm-hmm. If they will decline, they will decline. We don't mm-hmm. have, we cannot do anything about that. Siyempre uh, <laughs> Pero sir, it can be also the other way around, like uh, farmers inquiring dun sa partner lending conduits. May ganun ba kayong experience or anecdotes na nangyari na OFW uh, dumiretso? May, meron, but uh, the system would be that uh, those who are directly inquiring will be the same, re- re- referred to the portal. Ibigyan lang sila para dumaan sa dun sa proseso. Okay. Mayeth Samson, who oversees ACPC's Anyo OFW loan program, shared with the Business Mirror the applications the agency is taking care of. Um, yes, sir. Good morning po. Um, as of January 13 po, meron na po tayong na-approve na 18 loans. Sa, sa, ay, 18 po na OFW na nagranta ng loan out of the 516 applicants. However po, dun sa 516 kasi, only 318 are present here in the Philippines. So, mm. yun po. Um, so, yun nga po, as of January 13, 
18 OFWs na po yung napakiram natin with a um, loan requirement po amounting to 8.9 million. Eight, yung napintoran, 8.9 yeah, million. 8.9 million po to 18 uh, OFWs. Samson said majority of the business proposals by overseas Filipino workers are in poultry industries. And meron sa din pong other mga 26 na hinahanapan po natin ng mga partner lending conduit. Ibig sabihin sila po yung nakatapos na dun sa initial process natin. So, kung baga ma'am, in the pipeline immediate is nasa 62 sila. Samson said some overseas Filipino workers who have availed of the ANYO OFW loan program have varying assets and are composed of varied ages. Majority po, based dun sa mga nasubmit po nila sa amin ng mga business proposal, majority talaga is poultry and layer. And then of course, meron din po mga crop production like for example, mga banana and then mga corn and mushroom. Mga high-value crops, ma'am? Apo, high-value crops. Oo. Madalang po dito yung like for yung basic na mga rice or ano. Prefer talaga more than nasa average po na hinihiram nila is nasa 250,000 to 300,000 talaga. Minamaximize po nila yung loan limit natin. And bakit sa tingin nyo po ito yung mga pinapahas nilang sectors na? Siguro kasi sir, depende rin sa demand. Like nakikita siguro nila yung demand sa lugar nila. Lalo na during this pandemic, medyo yun yung mga mabilis siguro or mabilis mabenta like yung mga chicken and then mga eggs. So yun siguro yung isang factor po based on demand din. Saka doon sa area nila na. Kaya po yun yung talagang pinopropose nila na i-finance na business. Samson told the Business Mirror at least 2,000 overseas Filipino workers have been inquired since the new OFW loan program was launched in 2020. Usually, ma'am, itong mga OFW nito, sa hometown din nila sila nag-i-invest, I mean, sa probinsya nila, or do we have sort of ganun na nakikita? Majority naman po ng mga OFW applicants natin, they have existing mga properties. So, doon sila talaga nagpo-put up po ng business nila. And yung iba naman po na may iilan na walang lupa pero interesado pa rin mag-engage into agribusiness, um, nagkakaroon sila ng mga lease contract with a landowners. So yung iba ginagawa nilang partner para at least yung, yung arrangement nila hindi masyadong malaking sisingilid sa kanila. So pinapartner nila with other mga individuals na may lupa na. Pero yung iba naman kasi mostly family-owned yung lot. Hindi talaga ano talagang doon na talaga sa probinsya nila. Oo, mostly hometown talaga nila yung mm -hmm. kung saan sila nagpo-put up ng business. Mm -hmm. And sa age ng mga OFWs, ma'am, ito ba yung mga matatanda ng OFWs? Or may nakikita kayo mga batang na repatriate ng OFW? Kasi I assume yung mga repatriate cuts across all the ages ng OFWs natin. Opo, actually sir, yung ano, very wide yung range natin ng ano, yung mga applicants natin as in from meron talagang let mga early, uh, mga late um, late 20s meron mm -hmm. ding mga nasa um, nasa 60s so very wide yung range niya pero um, yun po hindi talaga wala talaga siyang age ano eh mm -hmm. sa mga late 20s makakaedaran pa nating lahat tumam tayong apat ni Richard ano mamalin 
<laughs> Kaya lang sig- um, pag ganun, pag, measure, pag um, 30 below sila, nire-refer natin sila dun sa isa nating programa. Yung, sa kaya. Yung kaya. Opo. Yes, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pero, Pero yung, eligible din naman sila sa IFW kasi nga narapatrate, basta mapatrate uh, sila. Yes po, we're just giving options po kasi mm-hmm. for kaya po, medyo mas mataas yung loan limit natin. So tinatanong namin kung ano ba yung business na gusto nilang i-put up. If it requires higher um, capital, like kung um, more than 300,000, then we advise them to apply under kaya. Pero kung hindi naman po, kung okay lang sa kanila yung loan limit natin na OFW, so nagre-retain naman po sila dito sa special window natin for OFW under ANU. Even as lending conduits rolling out the ACPC programs offer affordable interest rates, ACPC's messaging last year of offering zero interest loans during this time may backfire according to rural finance practitioner Marvi De La Cruz. De La Cruz said these zero interest loans run the risk of becoming doleouts for borrowing farmers, fishermen, and overseas Filipino workers affected by the lockdown measures. She disagrees with interest-free loans because, she says, people are used to the dole-out mentality and this may lead to non-payment of loans. According to De La Cruz, these zero-interest credit programs may rekindle previous episodes of bad track records for loan collection by these agencies. For Dukusin, it's a risk that comes with the program. Yeah, um... Whatever design that we have, uh, delinquency is always a, a concern, non-repayment, no? kahit na yung aming program. But for ACPC's credit programs, kasi, these are very developmental. No? So, uh, labas ito sa mga design ng mga mainstream, ano, yung mga regular loan products ng mga banko o mga partners natin. So that uh, yung mga zero interest na ganito, uh, borrowers would prefer maintaining them. Kasi kahit na wala siyang babayad, kahit na hindi siya makabayad, wala siyang cost, di ba? Mm-hmm. Uh, yung psychology niya. Kaya talaga very, very high yung risk niya. Lalo matagal na panahon. Oo. Mm-hmm. But of course, yung mga mechanisms na na-implement natin sa program would, would try to mitigate that one. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, yes, we, we will blacklist every farmer will not be able to pay. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, Siyempre, may panan... Kaya ito, in-explain din namin yan sa mga briefing. If you will deliberately uh, be delinquent, you will be blacklisted. Kasi napakadaming benefits ng government, eh, lalo sa agri-sector. Mga mm-hmm. subsidies, ang dami niyan. So, manghihinayang din talaga sila. But, you know what? Nagbabayad din naman talaga sila. Minsan mm-hmm. lang, Uh, it is the the situation that creates this delinquency. For example, nagla-lockdown, may pambayad dyan, o kaya malayo, nagkakaroon ng peace and order situation. Hindi na sila nakakalabas. Wala nang gustong pumunta doon para mangolekta. It's not that they don't have cash to pay, but I mean, yung collection It's events, hindi nang mayayari. Mm-hmm. Oh, maraming ganon. Mm-hmm. So, hindi lang talaga totoo na ang magsasaka, hindi talaga nagbabayad yan. Nagbabayad din sila talaga. Pero risk pa rin. With so many factors. Aside from blacklisting, may possible bang other options or punishments kapag sa mga hindi magbabayad under the, the new zero interest programs? Like filing charges? Yung ganun ba? The, the banks, 
Uh, the co-ops have penalty provisions. Tapos, uh, inahayaan namin silang i-impose yun. So, meron silang uh, uh, demand letters mm-hmm. and they can pursue legal actions being mm-hmm. our partners. Kasi malinaw sa kanila, even though it's not their own fund, mm-hmm. they lend it as if it is their own. So, yung prudence nila, yung how they safeguard it, even legal means, nahayaan mm-hmm. namin sila. So they know it. Alam nila yun. Nasa, nasa promissory note actually yun. Yung mga partners natin. However, De La Cruz said she prefers loans with interest to give emphasis on the loan side rather than the dole outside. This is because majority of Filipinos are not yet mature in terms of financial literacy, especially on the utilization of borrowings and their repayments, De La Cruz said. If insisting on zero-interest loans without stricter terms and conditions and no collaterals at all, De La Cruz said the ACPC may be simply repeating the same mistakes of previous administrations wherein borrowers just eluded payments which resulted to failed government credit programs. The ACPC credit facilities directed at overseas Filipinos are not the Department of Agriculture's first forays in the overseas Filipino sector. Eight years ago, then-Agriculture Secretary Proceso Alcala and Labor Secretary Rosalinda Baldoz inked an interagency agreement to promote agribusiness ventures for returning and current overseas Filipinos. A unit of the Department of Agriculture, the Agribusiness and Marketing Assistance Service or AMAS, had been staging overseas roadshows to promote farming ventures since this unit launched an OFW Agriculture Business Investment Program in 2017. That year, the Agribusiness and Marketing Assistance Service, or AMAS, encouraged overseas Filipino workers to invest in cacao production by parking money in a cacao farm. The AMAS was even prodded by a migrant non-government organization to roll out agricultural investment packages to overseas Filipinos. A study by the Scalabrini Migration Center and the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development found that households of returned overseas Filipino workers see agriculture as subsistence living rather than a business and investment opportunity, and they may not likely invest in agriculture. According to Dr. Alvin Ang of the Ateneo de Manila University, immediate harvests and profits aren't possible from agricultural ventures. Immediately earning big from farming leads farmers to vie for outside markets that are now struggling to contain the spread of COVID-19, Dr. Alvin Ang said. Agriculture is not a simple business and earnings are not immediate, Dr. Ang said. Overseas Filipinos venturing into agriculture may mean good news to a country seeking to expand the economic benefits of dollar remittances, especially in the countryside. As repatriated, returning, and current Filipino migrants become farmers and fishermen or agricultural investors, they morph themselves into a new breed of heroes in this pandemic era. That is, if they're ready and up to the challenge. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.